0: I'm on You're listening to All Aboard, presented by Coors Light. Live from the Lodge Sasquatch kitchen in Tempe with Sun Devil head football coach Herm Edwards. Now alongside Coach Edwards, the voice of the Sun Devils, Tim Healy. Led in part by the poised performance
1: of first-time-ever opening night freshman starting quarterback Jaden Daniels, the Arizona State Sun Devils were victorious in their 2019 football opener last Thursday night, taking down Kent State 30-7. Now, Coach Horm Edwards' team looks ahead to its next assignment, a second consecutive weeknight game, in this case, a Friday night matchup against the Big Sky Conference's Sacramento State Hornets who are coming off a school-record 77-point outburst in their season-opening win this past Saturday. We invite you to join us for the next hour as we talk ASU and college football here on All Aboard with Herm Edwards, presented by Coors Light. Good evening, everybody. Alongside of second-year Arizona State head football coach Herm Edwards, I'm Tim Healy, the voice of the Sun Devils, and your host for this evening's show. Our weekly broadcasts originate live each week during the college football season from the Lodge Sasquatch Kitchen. Visit the Lodge Sasquatch Kitchen on First and Farmer in Tempe every week. During the ASU football season for all aboard with Coach Herm and stay for great food and an ice cold beverage. Tonight's show truly has a special feel to it as special teams will be the primary topic of discussion with our guests. ASU's fifth year special teams coordinator Sean Slocum will join us a bit later on in the show. And also joining us will be his three kickers Brandon Reese, Christian Zendejas, and punter Michael Turk, who is coming off the best single-game performance by a punter in the history of college football. A reminder, this season will be airing All Aboard Live, presented by Coors Light, on Facebook Live. For fans who can't join us tonight here at the Lodge, you can check out the live stream of the show by just uh, flipping over to the Sun Devil Football Facebook page. Our show is formatted like a football game in quarters, so without further ado... Let's get on with the first quarter of tonight's show.
0: Welcome to All Aboard, presented by Coors Light, first quarter. Always a pleasure to welcome in Sun Devil head coach, Herm Edwards. Herm, good to
1: see you. Good to be back. How was uh, after, as as they say, sometimes during games, upon further review... How did the tape look? What was your evaluation of the team's play against Kent State?
2: Well, we, we, we did some some very good things, uh, but there's a lot to work on, obviously, and, and you felt like that going in. Yeah, you knew that it wasn't going to be a sharp game, mm-hmm. uh, per se, um, but I thought um, there was some positives. Uh, our time of possession was really good. Um, third downs were really good on both sides of the ball. Um, the third quarter, uh, that was a quarter we struggled in wow. last year. Yeah. And uh, 17 points,
1: and that kind of pulled us away. That drive coming out of the halftime was a thing of beauty. wasn't yeah. it? all on the ground.
2: It really was. And and then, obviously, uh, the kicking game. Uh, we, we really kicked the ball to score, and we kicked the ball to trade uh, field position. And, and that's why those kickers are here tonight.
1: <laughs> <laughs> exactly. With their coach.
2: So uh, it was a game that I thought our fans, for the first time, uh, watching our punter punt the ball um, – they, they were probably
1: amazed at how far he could kick it. Yep.
2: I, <laughs> we, we all sat of, there. Yeah. We all sat there going, that ball's really far. <laughs>
1: yeah. 75 yards is pretty good. Yeah, and, uh, is. F- actually, four out of five punts over 60. We'll go all over Michael Turk's numbers when Mike joins us a little bit, bit uh, later on. But you know what? Uh, we talked about it. It was the topic of conversation all fall camp long. Uh, freshman starting quarterback, first time ever starting a season opener in program history. And, boy, considering all that, I thought Jaden Daniels did a heck of a job for you the other night. He threw for 284 yards, two touchdowns, ran for a third, but he didn't put the ball in jeopardy. And that's one of the things you've been talking about all along.
2: Did a nice job of really handling himself. At times uh, when pressure arrived, uh, escaped uh, escaped a couple times, uh, made some good throws. The throw to Eno was a... Uh, was one of those unannounced plays. It was just mm-hmm. buying some time in the pocket, looking down the field, not panicking, you know, getting the, the ball in for a touchdown. At times when he left the pocket, he knew when the journey was over. He slid, and I told him, "You want? I want to see. You know, you need to be a baseball player when you leave the pocket." I said, mm-hmm. "When they get ready to hit you, you slide." Yeah. And he did a great job of sliding. Um, I just thought, for the most part, his first game, uh, that was a good start for him. There are some things he left out there, sure. But here again. Um, For him to be able to play the way he played with a freshman center, yeah, that was kind of interesting.
1: (laughs) How often in the history of college football have a true freshman quarterback and a true freshman center started a season opener? Donovan West, a young man you're very high on, took over for Cade Cody. And boy, you have to feel for Cade. He was a senior, about ready to make his first career start and then uh, suffered the foot injury the Sunday before. Yeah, he did,
2: and, um, uh, you know, we knew, we knew it going in, and we, we, we had some discussions on what we are going to do, and we all said, look, Donovan's the center. We understand he's a freshman. He's going to play along with the other 25 freshmen that end up playing that game. Mm-hmm. So uh, that's just the way it goes.
1: Process that number for a minute, if you will, folks. 25 freshmen played in the season opener and i think there were eight other players that made their debuts that weren't freshmen
2: exactly right it's a young football team and we said that uh, going into the going into the spring that the, the sun devil fans were going to watch this team grow on the grass the next couple of years mm-hmm. and it was fun to watch it was fun to watch them compete um we didn't do everything right but did enough good things where we we're able to win a football game
1: Jaden did well, and from what I heard Coach Lycan say yesterday, he thought Donovan West did well in his first start at center.
2: He did really well, and when you think about grading out, you know, graded as good as anyone else that you can anticipate on that offensive line mm-hmm. when you when you think about the guys that
1: were playing. Wow, and boy, the, the next man up element was such a huge part of that game uh, because of the injury to Cade Cody. You have to make a change there. Uh, a couple of other players got hurt in practice on that previous Sunday. Kalen Kirst Thomas, Chase Lucas, they were able to play and boy Kalen Kurst Thomas may have had the game of his lifetime
2: well he, he was outstanding and it was it was we gave out a mandrake award <laughs> wow yeah it's new it's it's it's, it's pretty unique but um, there were three guys involved in, in in winning the award one of them is is the punter mm-hmm. uh, the other one was Jaden, and uh kalen was the third and it ended up going to kalen
1: kalen had uh, just a heck of a ball game uh defensively for arizona state he had three and a half tackles for loss one and a half sacks a forced fumble and uh, he actually got my vote for pac-12 defensive player of the week i don't know who won the award yeah. uh, but you did have a couple of players winning awards Jaden daniels comes away with the first ever conference freshman of the week award they, they've added a couple of new uh, distinctions that are going to be awarded each week and Jaden uh, was a very deserving candidate of the freshman of the uh, of the week award and of course Michael Turk was named the special teams player of the week in the pack
2: yep absolutely and that's that's a great honor for both those young guys to come in and their first time they play at a college football game uh, mm-hmm. actually and into a new stadium into a new environment and uh, to play well like that it says a lot about who they are
1: now defensively i know the perfectionist in your coordinator danny gonzalez probably had him less than pleased with some aspects but overall herm the numbers look pretty good only allowed 200 total yards only 80 yards in the air you forced six fumbles, recovering two, allowed only one touchdown early in the fourth quarter. What was your overall take on the defense?
2: did a good job. You know, missed some tackles. Uh, you could, could have probably played better, and Daniel will say that. Um, up until the fourth quarter, I think they, only had, uh, they had less than 100 yards of offense, and so they did a nice job of keeping them out of the end zone. Uh, got the ball back for us on, on some turnovers. As you mentioned, we scored 10 points off turnovers, which is, which is also critical for us. Um, and uh, I thought they got after the quarterback. Uh, you know, they, they, they hit him a bunch. Uh, they, he was under duress. Uh, so I kind of like the way it kind of started out for us defensively. We're going to have to play good again this week defensively because this is another team with that wide-open offense that yeah. throws the ball a lot.
1: So uh, they're going to get tested again. Sacramento State coming up this Friday here as we, uh, again, welcome you all aboard to uh, all, all aboard to all aboard yeah. with Coach Herm Edwards here. From the Lodge Sasquatch Kitchen. Coach, let's circle back to the offense. What were your thoughts on the offensive line's performance overall? We talked about Donovan West. Uh, What about the group in general?
2: Well, for the most part, I thought the second half we got our run game going. We really concentrated on coming out in the third quarter and adjusting some things and got going. Um, At times, uh, we're a little leaky uh, protecting the quarterback, uh, so we're going to have to obviously do a better job of that. But I think when you think of all those moving parts uh, where it started out In the spring, you know, in the summer with Cabral having to go to Mm -hmm. to tackle. Exactly. And we thought we had a center, and then all of a sudden the center gets hurt, and then the guard situation. So there's three moving parts there, first game. So now we're pretty much solidified of who's playing those positions, and now we've got to continue to get better.
1: And there isn't a position group on the field where continuity is more important than the offensive line, is there? Yeah, it's
2: it's very important because five of them play together. And you think about even – In college football, uh, when you think about scholarships and and recruiting players, well, that position alone, there's five players that need to be recruited. So between that and our secondary, because our secondary we play with five players, Mm -hmm. so half the scholarships (laughs) go to offensive linemen and DBs. Yeah. Because you need 20 offensive linemen in your program. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, If you're going to build it, because you you don't want to rely on freshmen having to play right away. Now, if he's a unique player, obviously they play, but you like to build your program that way. But it happens to be um, we're a little light at that position. Uh, We'll continue to recruit guys and we'll get better, but the young guys are having to play early.
1: And conversely, you mentioned the secondary, and despite the presence of a lot of young players, I know you feel that's going to be a position of strength. How did your young defensive back show up in game one? Well,
2: I thought he did a pretty good job of covering and, and doing the things that are necessary, and I think every week um, as they grow together, because there's there's going to be a 5 guys start. There's going to be another eight to nine guys that play, so there's a rotation system that, that Danny and them are trying to figure out. How do you rotate the corners? How do you rotate the safeties? Because teams are, are, are the spread offense can wear you down some, uh, because you have to you have to run all over the field. You know the ball is all over the field now in, in football. It's not just in one spot in between right. the hashes. They throw the
1: ball, so you always are running and chasing. So you want to f- uh, have fresh guys so you can tackle in space. One thing that caught my eye was a quote where Coach Gonzalez was talking about no drop off in athleticism when you go from the first team to the second team in that secondary. Well, that's
2: that's that's a state that's a true statement and. Um, What's funny about it? <laughs> not many seniors in that group. There's a few, but everyone else is a sophomore
1: or a freshman. Your two starters on the corners, Chase Lucas and Kobe Williams, are seniors. And then, as you said, everybody else is young a youngin. Guys, un, guys yeah. like Cam Phillips and Ashari Crosswell and Willie Hartz and Kiwan Markham yeah. and Jordan Clark. And those are names that we are going to be remembering and talking about for the next four years.
2: Yeah, you're right. They're they're, they're young and they're athletic and. Uh, it's fun to watch them, and I think every game they'll continue to progress
1: and get better. We're going to focus on them in the next couple of segments, but I just wanted to get a quick thought from you. Did your kickers ever show up in game one? huh? Oh, big. Even with a case of next man up in, no, among your, in your kicking game. Oh,
2: no, you're right, and and Zendaios did a great job not knowing he was going to have to kick until warm-ups. Um, that's, that says something about his mental preparation and – going through practice every day knowing that, you know, I might be called upon, and when he was called upon, did a great job. Um, we didn't handle the, the halftime deal very well, you know, we, we, we practice that play all the time go down uh if we go down we probably got two seconds left and he might have kicked four field goals because mm-hmm. he'd been in field goal uh, position again
1: yeah brandon Ayuk made a great catch and made a great <laughs> leap over a defender but yeah. just wasn't able to get out get out of bounds quickly enough but uh, uh that's a real tribute to christian and to any young man you know you never know if you're going to play let alone when and when his time came he was ready he was ready, and. Um, it was fun to watch. It was it was fun to watch us kick the ball because
2: we really did a nice job. And even and then Plaster had to come in and kick off, obviously, mm-hmm. and and he did a great job. I mean, a walk-on kid, you know. Yeah. He comes in and you know he he has no idea he's going to be the kickoff guy. Yeah, you know, poor guy. He's, you know he's, he comes in and we're saying, hey, you got to kick off. <laughs> you go, well, what?
1: It's like your kicking game was a bunch of chess characters, and right before game time, you're moving all the pieces into different places, and they still got the job.
2: Well, and what's great is Coach Slocum does a great job of really when you go to practice and you watch how those guys work, he he stresses that. He stresses, hey, look, you know, when when you're kicking the ball, you're in, in practice, you're, you're writing your resume, and, and you got you got to be in a game like mode because you don't know when you're going in. And, you know, coaches always say that, and then all of a sudden they tell you, hey, by the way, you got to go play now. (laughs) Well, you better be ready
1: to play. (laughs) Coaches always say that, and sometimes, (laughs) doggone it, coaches mean that, and we see proof in the season opener. Coors Light, every sun devil needs time to chill. Coors Light, mountain cold refreshment made to chill. And remember, 21 means 21. Lots more headed your way tonight on All Aboard with Herm Edwards, presented by Coors Light. The Sun Devils sure had some nice kicks last Thursday night. And coming up, you'll meet the fellows who helped ASU give the boot to Kent State as punter Michael Turk and place kickers Christians and and Brandon Reese will join us. But first, let's take a timeout here on the Sun Devil Radio Network, presented by Gila River Hotels and Casinos.
0: Let's start the second quarter of All Aboard. Presented by Coors Light. On game day, leave the driving
1: to Lyft. Proud partner of Sun Devil Athletics. Download the Lyft app and enter the code SUNDEVILS for $5 off your first four rides. Not a bad deal. Welcome back to All Aboard with Herm Edwards. Presented by Coors Light, our weekly ASU football coaches show that comes your way live each week from the Lodge Sasquatch Kitchen at First and Farmer in Tempe. Great food, great beverages, boku tv screens a couple of them even have our facebook live telecast uh up on the screen here come on down and join us a terrific place to hang on a tuesday night uh with a lot of great sun devils joining us as well i'm tim healy the radio play-by-play voice of the sun devils and your host this evening glad you're with us time now to welcome in our player guests usually we have two guys tonight we have bonus coverage for you my friends three guests joining us these are the dudes that help the sun devils get their kicks two field goal kickers and one punter and get this both field goal kickers from the same high school williams field high school in beautiful gilbert arizona starting to my far right in his first two years at arizona state our first guest has made 36 of his 48 field goal tries, including 18 of 22 last year, and three of the four he missed were from 50 yards or longer. Three times in his career, he was he has been named the Pac-12 Special Teams Player of the Week. Please welcome junior kicker Brandon Reese to the show. Brandon, good to see you, buddy. Good to see you, too. How What's you this, about your third, uh, second or third visit second. to the show? Second, second one. I thought it was three. Okay. The other Williams Field High School alum, is the son of one of Arizona State's all-time greatest kickers, Luis Zendejas. When Brandon was unable to go the other night due to an injury, up stepped this young man in his first-ever college game, and he hit all three of his field goal tries, including one from 40 yards, and all three of his extra points. Please welcome kicker Christian Zendejas. Christian, good to see you, sir. Good to see you, too. Thanks for joining us tonight. Now, last but not least, a young man in his first year at Arizona State after transferring in from Lafayette College in Easton, Pennsylvania and to say he opened eyes in his Sun Devil debut is a grotesque understatement. His 63-yard average on five punts set an NCAA record for the best single-game performance ever by a punter. From Dallas, Texas, please welcome punter Michael Turk to the show. Michael, how are you, buddy? Hello, good. Glad to be here. Thank you for joining us. Brandon, start with you. Tell us, how are you feeling physically? What's your status for this week? And uh, show uh, get, walk us through Thursday night from your perspective when you were expecting to be kicking as usual
3: I'm um, feeling good uh, last Thursday was a game time decision so I came out got a lot of treatment before the game went out to warm ups and decided to see how I was doing and it just wasn't feeling right so we decided to stop leg
1: injury or on the right leg there yes and so, Christian, another man's one man's misfortune is another man's opportunity. Take us through Thursday night from your perspective when you found out you would be kicking and how you were able to approach that.
4: I mean, I just took it like every other game. Um, I'm always ready no matter what. And, I mean, after I heard that, I knew I was going to go in that day.
1: Now take us through when you walked onto the field for that first field goal attempt as a Sun Devil, and what's going through your mind in those moments?
4: I was definitely excited, no doubt, but I was more just anxious to watch it, just watch the kick. I was ready.
1: 35, 31, and 40 yards were the distance of the three field goals, and it wasn't just you, Christian. You had a a new snapper, a new holder. Uh, How were you guys able to mesh together so quickly, so smoothly? I mean, throughout the whole year, I've just been just
4: with them, so mm-hmm. we, we clicked really well.
1: And that was part of the uh, that was part of the plan. Uh, the uh, the holder in uh, Thursday night's game was backup punter Kevin Macias, a new snap, and he had a new snapper as well in Eric Dickerson, and yet everything uh, just meshed beautifully. And then we bring us to Michael Turk and his amazing debut. You had a jaw-dropping evening, my friend. Punts of 64, 62, 65. 49 and 75 yards the 75 yarder tied the sixth longest in arizona state history evaluate your evening for us my friend
5: yeah just definitely thankful um to the lord you know i had a good good first performance but uh like herm always says you know i gotta stay humble and hungry and and keep it going you know so thankful for how things turned out and uh you know just glad uh glad god got me the opportunity here and uh the hard work pays off so um yeah happy the first game went well yeah indeed it did and you've been punting well all preseason. but were you
1: surprised at what you were able to do did you surprise yourself Thursday night
5: um I guess a little bit in terms of just how high the average was but um you know coach Slocum you know caused us to work really hard every practice so you know I was gaining some momentum and and doing well so uh a little bit surprised how high the average was but uh, I was hoping for a good outcome and you got a great outcome
1: Brandon, up till last week, I thought you'd been kicking well in fall camp. How have you evaluated the way you've been going this fall? And in what areas are you looking to take your game to the next level in this
3: year, junior year? Yeah, I was really excited to get the season started. You know, I thought I was at a really good place after fall camp, after uh, Camp Arizona. And uh, right now, especially after all this stuff, I'm trying to work on getting my – I've been talking with i Slocum, getting my range of my field goals from the within the goalposts to right down the middle. And that'll wow. help something help me carry right to the NFL.
1: How much of your kicking is, like, real scientific, like like a golfer's swing, uh, X's and O's type stuff? Uh,
3: it is a little bit, but I try not to think too much about it because when you start thinking
1: too much, then it's just not going well. Christian, I noticed you were nodding your head. Uh, take, tell us about you. How do you uh, break down your kicking from an X's and O's standpoint?
4: Definitely. I mean, um, I'd say it's all about technique and back to your form, trusting your training, as Coach
1: always says, and just that. We have two guys who have great bloodlines up here. We mentioned uh, Christian. He is the son of one of not only Arizona State's, but one of NCAA football's all-time leading kickers. Luis Andejas booted 81 field goals from 1981 to 84, and to this day he is tied for the ninth most in college football history. In addition, Christian, can you quickly, uh, in two minutes or less, run down the rest of your family that have kicked somewhere, either at Arizona State, the University of Arizona, or some college? I mean, it's an amazing uh, set of kickers you have in your family.
4: Yeah, I'm not going to talk too much about the one that went to U of A. But well
1: done, young man. Well done.
4: Um, yeah, definitely we have a standing a
1: ovation, by the way, going on here in the restaurant. But go ahead. I'm sorry.
4: Definitely quite a few kickers. My dad played at the Cowboys and Eagles, or for the, the organizations. But, I mean yeah definitely a strong bloodline i'd say
1: and uh we talk about bloodlines michael turk has some pretty solid uh punting in his blood his uncle matt turk a 19 year nfl veteran punter he was a three-time pro bowler with the washington redskins in the late 90s and also punted one season for coach herm edwards with the new york jets michael uh, tell us about your uncle and uh the
5: influence he's been on you yeah obviously a long nfl career and um you know, him and my brother uh, truly helped me out so much with my punting. Obviously, I wouldn't, I wouldn't be here without them. So, uh, I lived with my uncle for quite a while in high school, and and uh, you know, it was such a blessing to just uh, be under his, you know, under his wing, so to speak. And, and he taught me a lot how to punt and a lot of things in life. And then and then same thing with Ben, who uh, punted at Notre Dame and mm-hmm. and professionally for a little bit. He was also uh, you know, can't say enough about how much he helped me as well. So yeah. definitely blessed with some good family members.
1: Yeah, you and I were talking yesterday after practice, and you were saying that one of the things your Uncle Matt worked with you on is the drop of the punt. Explain that yeah. to the folks that are listening.
5: Yeah, I think, um, I mean, the drop is crucial because if you don't have a good drop, you know, you can't you can't have a good punt, right? So uh, something I always always practice, even, even after practice on my own, is uh, I go to the rec center right across the street and just do, you know, hundreds of drops just on the line. So <laughs> something that really helps a lot. If you don't have a social life, you just go and drop the yeah, work put, on your drops, that's right? right? Yeah, put the headphones in and, and do the
1: <laughs> drops. They'll pay off. There you go. Now tell us, how does a guy get from where'd you, where'd you go to high school in Dallas or in uh, Texas?
5: Ridgepoint High School in in Houston, Texas. Oh, in Houston, Texas.
1: Yeah. Okay. How do you get from there to Lafayette College in Easton, Pennsylvania in the Patriot League?
5: Yeah, I mean, truly, all thanks to God. I, I believe, you know, if if you if you humble yourself, I think um, God really, you know directs your path so that's number one and then uh as far as lafayette college i just sent in i went to some kicking camps after high school because i didn't punt in high school i went to kicking camps after really? yeah I, I took a gap year and lived with ben wow in, in dallas so i just you know punted every day for about a year went to kicking camps. sent in sent in my youtube film and lafayette was willing to offer me scholarship, so i went there and uh thankfully I had a good year there and i just knew i wanted to transfer and play at a, a bigger school and I'm, you know i'm thankful that a good opportunity arose here so i was going to ask you how did the path take you from uh, lafayette to arizona state um after that season my first year i just knew i wanted to like i said play at a bigger school and i prayed about it and uh, all the stars kind of aligned to asu so I'm, I'm happy to be a sun devil couldn't be happier yeah we're happy to have you here
1: too my friend uh, all three of you fellas uh Work under the direction of a terrific uh, special teams coach uh, that we'll hear from in a little while, Sean Slocum. And Brandon, you've worked with Coach Slocum the longest. What are some of the things he has stressed with you that have helped you grow in your three years as this program's kicker? Uh, A lot of technique. He's very uh, direct with his technique and what
3: he wants you to do. He shows you a lot of film. We do a lot of film. We meet a lot. Uh, It's always, he's really good hands on with you and it just helps a lot. Christian, how about you? Oh
4: yeah, he's definitely helped me a lot with my just my technique and just mentally being ready no matter what, just like the other night.
5: And Matt, uh, Michael, <laughs> Matt, Mike, uh, how wow. has he helped you? Yeah, I can't say enough about how much Coach Locum has helped. You know, I, I appreciate how, you know, he, he uh, understands the craft of punting and kicking. And so I was surprised at the college level that I would get such well uh, coaching. It was, it was basically like I was at a punting camp for the past year. So. Wow. You know, helped me a lot in my technique-wise, and then also just knowing how to play the game, I think, with his NFL experience. Um, he's allowed me to kind of widen my view of a the, the, the little bit of a broader scope of punting, how you play the returner and all that. So I mm-hmm. uh, can't say enough how much these coaches are really, really devoted to our pra- players and help. And I think we got an eyeful of how
1: punting can really affect the game field position-wise. Talk about that impact. I mean, I credit you and the punting unit for a big part of the fact that uh, Kent State only had 200 total yards of offense the other night.
5: Yeah, I think uh, there's definitely a lot of hidden yardage if, you, if you're able to um, you know, flip the field. And I try not to worry too much about how it's how it's impacting the game i got to take it one point at a time and just do what i can do but i think it helps out a lot and and people may not realize uh, all the hidden yardage yeah brandon i think we're coming up pretty
1: close within the next couple of days on the one-year anniversary of maybe your biggest kick as a sun devil the game-winning field goal on the final play that beat michigan state 16 to 13 in that thriller last september 8th at sun devil stadium Uh, relive those memories for a moment that was that was a magnificent final drive that chewed up the last, I think, almost five minutes of clock time that led to your opportunity. What was going through your mind during that drive and uh, as you took the field for that last kick? Yeah, our team did a really good job burning the
3: clock down. You know, I saw Eno had a few good runs. and. He got a lot of first downs, and uh, I just remember sitting on the sideline. I was ready. I didn't feel nervous at all. I was confident in my ability, and I remember Coach Gonzalez came up to me and he was asking me a bunch of questions like what I ate for breakfast, and I just looked at him and said, Coach, (laughs) I got this. Relax. And he's still persisting. He still asked me, so I'd answer, and then I went out there, and I was 100% confident because, honestly, all week, uh, me, my long snapper, and my holder, Riley, and Josh, we were talking about a game winner all week.
1: Do you, do you do a lot of visualization type stuff?
3: Yeah, that week especially. that
1: We were talking about what we're going to do, like celebrations for a game winner. We didn't do it, but we were all excited. And, of course, the rematch with Michigan State comes up in uh, just a little over a week. But, of course, Sacramento State first this coming Friday night at uh, Sun Devil Stadium. Uh, Brandon, what advice would you give to Christian in terms of if he has to go out sometime and make a kick to win a ball game?
3: I mean, he's been through it before. It's just the same field goal as every other field goal. The only thing is the situation is different, but it's the same
1: kick. Did you ever have a kick like that at Williams Field, Christy?
4: Uh, actually at Perry High School, but
1: yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry.
4: Yeah, I've had quite a few. I um, I think I had 20 field goal attempts my uh-huh. senior year, but.
1: Now you came here knowing that Brandon Reese was on this team, and yet, as we said, you know, you walk onto the program. What inspires you? to do all the things that uh, players have to do. you get it, it was a great example of what you did the other night, getting yourself and being ready when your moment came.
4: Yep. ASU was definitely my dream school, but I've always wanted to just be here, be a part of the organization, work out with the team, and just help in any way.
1: Michael, take us through the team's uh, mindset now as you get ready for this game with, Ken, uh, with uh, Sacramento State on Friday night.
5: Um, well, what, what coach Herm talked about this week is just, uh, you know, playing to our performance level and, and, uh, you know, keep working and staying humble and hungry. So, uh, you know, we can't really look ahead to the Michigan state game. I think everyone's focused, try to get this second win. And mm-hmm. I think we have some good uh, team confidence going and, and I think uh, good team chemistry. So I'm excited for this season and, and for the next game. A lot of times they say the biggest
1: improvement is from game one to game two. Are you sensing that that improvement will be coming forward? Yeah, I hope, hope so. Yeah, mm-hmm. I sense so. It was a big week for Michael Turk, Pac-12 Special Teams Player of the Week, and we found out today he was also named the Ray Guy National Punter of the Week, and uh, all those honors well-deserved for the finest single-game performance by a punter in college football history. All these guys, great guests tonight, and we appreciate them being on the show. Brandon Reese, Christian Zendejas, Michael Turk. Fellas, thanks for joining us tonight. Great to see you. Every devil needs time to chill. Coors Light, mountain cold refreshment made to chill. And remember, 21 means 21. Up next, you'll meet Sun Devil Special Teams guru Sean Slocum. You're listening to All Aboard with Herm Edwards, presented by Coors Light, broadcasting live from the Lodge Sasquatch Kitchen in Tempe. Now this time out on the Sun Devil Radio Network.
0: This is All Aboard, presented by Coors Light. Third quarter. New this season, we are airing
1: All Aboard presented by Coors Light on Facebook Live. For fans who can't join us tonight here at the Lodge, you can check out the live stream of our show each week on the Sun Devil Football Facebook page. We continue now on All Aboard with Herm Edwards presented by Coors Light coming your way live from the Lodge Sasquatch Kitchen at First and Farmer in Tempe. I'm Tim Healy, your host. We thank you for joining us tonight. As always, a great crowd of Sun Devil fans in our audience this evening. In this segment of the show, we spotlight one of the members of Herm Edwards' football staff at Arizona State, and our guest this evening is the senior member of the ASU football coaching staff. Now in his fifth season as the Sun Devil special teams coordinator, he's had a long, distinguished career in coaching, having worked at Texas A&M, USC, Ole Miss, and nine years coaching special teams for the NFL's Green Bay Packers, with whom he won five division titles and a Super Bowl ring. Following the 2010 season, when the Pack beat the Pittsburgh Steelers in Super Bowl 45. Please welcome to the show, Coach uh, Sean Slocum. Sean, great to see you. Thank you, Tim. It's great to be here. Sean, I was talking when we were uh, doing the interview, the first segment with Herm. It it must have been almost like you're playing a game of chess and having to constantly move your figures all around, uh, getting all your pieces lined up special teams-wise for that first game last week. Take us through that period of time from your perspective and what it was like trying to mix and match to get everybody ready to go, particularly with the news that Brandon Reese wasn't able to go.
6: Well, we had some uncertainty with Brandon's situation and and ultimately had to go through the pregame warm-ups to decide what we were going to do. But you back up to the beginning of this whole thing, we'll go back to, to last February when we started spring training. And the young men that were here, uh, you know, participated in, and in our process is about getting ready to play no matter where you are on the depth chart and so then we went into the training camp and, and uh, I thought it was very productive at all the positions we had a lot of competition and so when the, this opportunity came up for Christian for example mm-hmm. uh, I, I walked out there and watched him kick in pregame and I'm like there's no doubt he's ready to go and unfortunately Brandon for him was it able to go, and mm-hmm. so we made that decision, and then and then the outcome was what it became.
1: And certainly with uh, Michael Turk, he was your punter all along, but what a magnificent display he put on!
6: It really was, and and to his credit, he's he's an awesome young man. He's got a, a bright future. He's a talented young man, but he's a very humble person as well.
1: We heard that and, in the interview for sure. Yeah,
6: and. You know, I look back, and he's had two opportunities to perform. And and the first one was back in spring training in our spring game, and it was on television. Mm -hmm. And he had an awesome night that night. And then we we, we went out last week, and and he had a good game. So his challenge is is to maintain a level of performance that uh, is is high.
1: Yeah, indeed. Uh, But just the – overall next man up philosophy, you hear that all over a football team, but it really infiltrated your special teams that night, didn't it?
6: Well, it did, but it, it, it's it's kind of an overriding factor in our whole program and that the, from the bottom of our, of our roster to the top, you know, performance is, is a big deal. Mm-hmm. And so if you're part of this program, you're expected to be able to perform.
1: How did you evaluate the overall special teams play in the opener?
6: Well, Outside of the kicking itself, um, I thought that we, need, we definitely need to improve in our kickoff coverage. I, I was a little bit disappointed in a couple of those. We made some adjustments during the game, and to the players' credit, they, they did a nice job. Um, the return game, uh, we didn't have any opportunities. I thought Kent State did a good job of keeping the ball away from Brandon Ayuk mm-hmm. and uh, not letting him make, a, make a, become a factor in the game.
1: How do you like the potential you have in the kick-return game? When you mentioned Brandon Ayuk, the young man that just joined the team a few weeks ago from USC, Jack Jones, a defensive back and a one-time five-star recruit, certainly seems to have a lot of return potential as well.
6: Definitely. We've got a number of players that have, have good returnability, and I think as we go through the season, we're going to see some production there
1: let's talk about Michael Turk and the path that got him here and uh, how you were able to find him because you had a solid punter the last two years and Michael sleep Dalton but uh, he elected to go to uh, transfer to Iowa as a graduate transfer but boy you had a guy ready and waiting for you
6: well we back up to uh there was a there was a time where where Michael's uncle Matt called and said hey my, my nephew is a really good player and I think he's can perform at a level that's that's pretty high and mm-hmm. so we started looking into it and everything kind of lined up and and michael cho- chose to uh transfer here he set out for a year and and worked and then sleep transferred to iowa and and uh, so he, he took advantage of his opportunity and and uh, we are where we are now
1: what from a technical standpoint in your opinion sean makes michael such a good punter
6: first of all he's got a lot of ability but from a technical standpoint he is very consistent in his work and it, it translates to on the field that he's, he becomes very consistent
1: you have a veteran kicker in brandon reese when he is uh, ready to go he's one of the best in the country in what areas are you looking to see brandon take his game forward once he gets back on the field
6: well i tell you after, at the end of last season brandon and i talked about discussed his his moving forward from a strength development standpoint and our outstanding strength coach, Joe Conley, got with Brandon and worked hard this whole offseason, and Brandon's gotten a lot stronger. Mm-hmm. And I was excited last week. Early last week, Brandon was really hitting the ball well. Yeah. And then we had the unfortunate thing occur, but he's gotten a lot stronger. He's uh, continued to refine his technique, and, and I look forward to him having having some good production.
1: And he's made some clutch kicks for you in the in his uh, three uh, two first years at Arizona State. Absolutely. And, they, of course, the Michigan State won, and he had a game winner against Oregon yes. back in 2017. Talk about the other components of your kicking game because you had, I think, a, a new holder the other night. Because of Christian being the guy that was going to kick, you wanted his holder to uh, be with him and stay and maintain that consistency, didn't well, you?
6: Well, the way things have worked out through the training, Michael Turk has been the holder for Brendan, and then Kevin Macias has held for Christian. And so when this all went down, Kevin's a very good holder. And so we decided just for them, I I wanted Christian to be in his comfort zone as much as possible. And uh, they, they performed well together.
1: They sure did. Now, with so many freshmen on the team, I imagine a lot of the newcomers are infiltrating your kick cover and kick return teams. Can you talk about that and how you've been able to incorporate those youngsters? And do you see some young men that you think will be really, really good special teams players here?
6: Absolutely. I, we've improved this roster so much. And some of the young defensive backs and, and young linebackers are, are going to be instrumental in helping us improve in our coverage areas. And guys like Willie Harps that will... mentioned earlier Mm -hmm. i think he he will be an impact player for us
1: wow now we so much was made when coach edwards was hired about the nfl front office paradigm that was being created around him you spent nine years in the national football league Uh, give me give us your observations of how the player personnel department if you will of arizona state football is functioning because it really seems to be functioning at a very high level right now as you just mentioned the caliber of players you're getting in here is uh, tremendous
6: well, I think, I think just the detail and the evaluation is the most most important thing. And, and you can take the bottom of our roster going all the way to the non-scholarship players. Those guys have been vetted. Those guys have been evaluated as much as we would a scholarship player. Mm-hmm. And so I think we're improving the roster overall as a result of that.
1: And I think uh, that is obvious to anyone who watches this football team play. Now, we mentioned that Sean spent nine years coaching special teams with the uh, Green Bay Packers. Arizona State's quarterback of the last three years, a young man by the name of Manny Wilkins, has uh, just made the Green Bay Packers practice squad for 2019. And uh, congratulations to Manny for that. And Sean, to me, that would seem to be an ideal place for him to be from the standpoint that he gets to work under and be tutored by one of the all-time greats in Aaron Rodgers. What are some of the things you think uh, Manny will be able to glean from Aaron Rodgers?
6: Well, I think number one is a work ethic. And, you know, Green Bay is a good place for, for a young player to go because there's not a whole lot to do outside of Lambeau Field. So <laughs> he'll be able to go to work every day and concentrate and uh, just see how a great player operates on a day-to-day basis.
1: Yeah what uh what were those years like for you from a football standpoint i i've been to a lot of nfl stadiums i've never had the uh, honor of being at lambeau field that must be a a special place on game days
6: yeah it really was i I had the opportunity i would go out in pregame and stand with the captains prior to the coin toss and i would look up and vince lombardi's name was standing there so i got a lump in my throat every day every game that we did that but it, it was fun we had a lot of success and we were able to win it all one year and and uh it was a good experience.
1: Well, let's hope we can win it all with you at Arizona State sometime uh, very, very soon. Sean, it's great having you on the show. Great having you at ASU. Thanks for the visit, partner. Thank Appreciate you, Tim. it. Coach Sean Slocum, the Sun Devils' fifth-year special teams coordinator. Our guest tonight on All Aboard, presented by Coors Light. You know, even a devil needs time to chill. Coors Light, mountain-cold refreshment made to chill. And remember, 21 means 21. Coach Edwards will rejoin me in a moment as we look ahead to Friday's game against Sacramento State.
0: But first, these messages on the Sun Devil Radio Network. The fourth quarter is next on All Aboard with Sun Devil head football coach, Herm Edwards.
1: We thank you for joining us this evening on All Aboard with Herm Edwards, presented by Coors Light. Every devil uh, needs a time to chill. Coors Light, mountain cold refreshment made to chill. And remember, 21 means 21 as we wind down tonight's show coach edwards rejoins us the subject of lambeau field came up with uh, coach slocum herm edwards and uh, you want a minute for rebuttal right
2: <laughs> well i do um maybe the greatest field you could ever walk on uh, as a pro football player wow and uh, i can remember when i was a rookie and and then coaching in the league for all those years uh, i caught the first bus and I generally never caught the first bus. I caught the first bus, and when I got there, the first thing I did is when I put my stuff in the locker, I walked out to that field. Wow. Because I wanted to walk on the grass. Mm-hmm. And all my years in coaching, when we coached there, rookies, they would catch that first bus. And we all felt the same way. It, it's something about Lam- history. You feel like the history of football started at Lambeau Field. You just feel like that. I can remember the days when I was at home. The, the Ice Bowl game. I watched right? it,
1: too. I was watching it, too. <laughs> I was a junior in high school. I'll never forget that game. Unbelievable. Boy. Fifteen Tell below zero. Unbelievable. And it was one of the greatest games yeah. in NFL history. It's a,
2: it's a unique stadium. And if you're a pro, pro football player, you want to you have the opportunity to play in that place.
1: And, you know, an honor for me, you know who called the Ice Bowl for CBS, was the late, great Ray Scott. Ray Scott. And I had the honor of working with Ray Scott my yeah. first two years on the Arizona State Television Package yeah. in 1980. 88 in the late 1980s, and uh, uh, Ray did the play-by-play for ASU for a couple of years. And how cool is it for a kid to work with his professional idol? No doubt. It's like
2: the time I met Howard Cosell, right? Yeah. And he actually said my name because I did something good on television. (laughs) Hello again, everyone. Howard (laughs) Cosell.
1: Yes, indeed. Hey, it's got to be an eye-opener, doesn't it, Herm, when you see your upcoming opponent put 77 points up on the board? doesn't really matter against whom. Sacramento State did that last week. They
2: did a nice job and and really uh, pretty good offense. Coach was at Utah, and they do a nice job of uh, really throwing the ball around. And um, it's kind of ironic. I was sitting at home watching the SC game, you know, knowing these guys were playing. Mm -hmm. And, you know, you kind of "Ah." so I asked my wife. I said, you know, check on the score of this game, right? Yeah, Yeah. And she says, it's 77. And I said, no, 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 no. I'm talking about the football game. She said, it's 77. I said, they scored 77 yeah. points. She said, what? Then all of a sudden, my stomach started hurting again. I know oh, boy. <laughs> 77 <laughs> points is a lot of points.
1: Yeah. Get, get, get me the antacid, would oh, you, Leah, please? Yeah. You know, the 77 points, the most in Sacramento State history. They're 685 yards total offense last week. By the way, the team they beat, Southern Oregon. But the 685 total yards, second most in school history. What have you seen on uh, film from Sacramento State?
2: Well, the quarterback is pretty athletic. Similar to the guy we faced last week, um, we got a couple of nice receivers, some guys with some size, and uh, they they test you. They throw the ball all over the field, mm-hmm. uh, do a nice job running hurry-up offense, similar to what we saw last week. So um, they're going to test us, uh, you know. And they got, as I said, the coach was at Utah, so he knows a little bit about us right. because we played them last year. The defensive coordinator. Uh, He was at uh, one of the local local college here, I think, for a long time. Oh, okay. And um, does a great job. running a lot of different coverages, you know, brings pressure, brings a lot of pressure on the quarterback, and you can anticipate that. We have a freshman quarterback, so they're going to test him.
1: The head coach, Troy Taylor. As uh, Herm said, he was Utah's offensive coordinator uh, the last couple years, and a Cal guy indeed. In fact, he was their starting quarterback in the late 80s. A one-time assistant. He was a one-time radio analyst at uh, Cal as well. You've heard the uh, saying often mentioned, the biggest improvement week one to week two. Is that true in your opinion? Yeah, it generally
2: is because now if you've got a game under your belt, you can kind of look at some of the things you need to improve on. And the players as well. They see themselves on tape now competing against a different opponent. And you have to make these jumps now because, you know, we have one more game after this, and then all of a sudden we're in conference play. Yeah. And so you want to continue to improve every week. And that's kind of what I told the players. I said, look, it's about us, it's about us improving. Uh, regardless of who the opponent is, every week you have to improve a little bit if you're going to be the team you anticipate uh, that, that you want to become.
1: We talked about all the youngins you played. Uh, that's just the way it's going to be this year. But I have to imagine, especially for those freshmen, I, I had a chance to speak briefly with Jaden Daniels yesterday. and I sense that his comfort zone will be a lot greater week two to week one. Just having a football, a college football game under his and under their belts.
2: I can't imagine the pressure on a quarterback. It's it's one thing when you're a, a, a position player, okay, but when you're the quarterback, you're the guy. You're, 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 everyone's looking at you, right? <laughs> I mean, you yeah. can't get
1: away from it. It's like you're the quarterback. What did, right? what did Reggie Jackson say? <laughs> once you're the straw that stirs the drink, kind of. It, it's, huh? it,
2: it's and it's hard. It's hard. It's the hardest position to play in, in pro football, quarterback. And and even in college, because you're asked to do so much. And what you do with the ball affects the whole football team, whether it's offense, defense, or special teams. And so uh, I thought he did a really good job his first time going out. There's a lot of improvement still needs to be made, and I think he's willing
1: to do that. And uh, for all your youngsters, I think they just Uh, got a a valuable uh, piece of experience uh, under their belt last Thursday night. It was
2: so much fun watching those guys because – they have energy. They have a joy for the game of football. And it's still a little kid's game. And you have to have that joy. you got to have a little kid in you mm-hmm. to play it, right? And you could just see them uh, when they'd make a play. You know, they'd have a smile on their face. And it's just, for me, being in football that long, that's what you love. You love to watch the players' eyes when they come off the field. And they've had some success, you know. it's
1: just oh, yeah.
2: th- That's what I grasp about this whole deal. I just sit back there and watch it all. Yep. And I, I just smile and go, good. He said they're having fun.
1: It's going to be so much fun to watch this young team uh, grow up this year. Now, Coach Edwards and I come pretty much from the same generation, so I think Herm will appreciate this. In fact, he already knows this. But uh, as I said, uh, Friday's game with Sacramento State will be the 264th Arizona State football game since I took over as the radio broadcaster in 1998, and it will only be the fourth game out of 264 that I will be missing. I will be 2,300 miles away, Lord willing, attending my high school graduating class's 50-year reunion at uh, Annandale High School in uh, Annandale, Virginia, a Northern Virginia suburb of Washington DC and uh can't wait to. I, I wish I could be there Friday, but I'll be honest with you, it's going to be pretty exciting to be back there on Saturday.
2: Good for you. um Those things always seem to come around football season. and that it's amazing. I was
1: trying to get the committee to nudge it toward the summer, but they want to get out of that DC humidity, and yeah. I can't blame them.
2: I've missed a couple of mine. You know, and one time I was the head coach, and they were calling me saying, "You know, our things like a two weeks from now." I said, "Oh, by the way, you know, I, I got a game to coach." <laughs> That's right. <laughs> and they said, "Could you get? Could, uh. could you get?" A Yet to fly you out here? I said, no, I'm kind of busy
1: I, right now. I tried. I tried, but uh, the majority ruled. But you know what? The uh, Sun Devil Radio Network will still be in great hands as uh, our great buddy Jeff Munn will take over for me on the play-by-play on uh, Friday evening. And our multi-talented engineer, Mr. Sean Crespin, will take over for money as our pre- and post-game host. There you go. So you'll want to listen uh, starting at uh, 5 o'clock. On Thursday night, the countdown to kickoff show coming at 6, and then Money, Jeff Van Rapphorst, and Jordan Simone will take you through the game broadcast beginning at 7. The game can be heard, by the way, in the Phoenix area on 98.7 FM. Thanks to our great engineer, Sean Crespin, for his help on tonight's show. Thanks to our great friend, Senior Associate Athletic Director for Football Operations, Tim Cassidy, for his help. Thanks to Cody Fincher of the Sun Devil Radio Network for his production assistance. Thanks to the great folks at the Lodge Sasquatch Kitchen for opening their doors to us to our great fans and our guests, Coach Sean Slocum and kickers Michael Turk, Christians and Dejas, and Brandon Reese. Coach, good luck this week. Thank you, my friend. We will see you next time. Till next time, for Herm Edwards, I'm Tim Healy. Thanks for listening. So long, everybody.
0: been listening to All Aboard with Sun Devil football coach Herm Edwards. All Aboard is presented by Coors Light and airs live from the Lodge Sasquatch kitchen in Tempe. Arizona State Football is an exclusive presentation of the Sun Devil Radio Network presented by MidFirst Bank.